0: Welcome along to Scoreline Extra. Today on the show, we're going to have post match reaction from the Kilkenny Senior Hurling Championship quarter final games. We'll also have post match reaction from the Carlos Senior Football Championship. Also on the show, we'll have Colin Begley from the GPA talking about the new proposal being put to Special Congress at Crow Park in two weeks' time. Brian O'Reilly joins us from Carlow District Soccer League. Also, in terms of soccer, Eamon Clear talks about the Kilkenny Floodlight League. Marble City Hawks talk basketball. And James O'Connor talks Kevin O'Connor and David McClure, who were competing in the European Kayak Freestyle Championships in Paris And referee Pat Ryan joins us, trying to get more referees involved in the local game. We're going to start, though, with the Kilkenny Senior Hurling Championship.
1: Champions, congratulations, the semi-final. You finished that match very strongly, and it was nip and tuck, and it looked like the Borough were in control for long, but your changes worked well, and you're in the semi-final. That's what matters.
2: Yeah, obviously, like a typical city derby, I suppose, you know, it could have went either way, and both teams are kind of maybe... So afraid to lose that, you know, nobody wants to go on and win it. But thankfully, thankfully, we came good. I thought the last kind of 15 minutes, we we kind of took over the game and we got a reward with the goal
1: there. You just said to Ronnie and commentary, two point lead for the Borough is a dangerous lead. And of all the people to step up, Shane, to stick the ball in the back of the net, it was a terrific run. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Look, we'd encourage him to be brave. And
2: I don't know if I'd like to see a corner back that far <laughs> up the field. But look, thankfully he listened and it was a brilliant finish.
1: The game has changed because not only did he see a corner back up the field, you see fellas all over the place. The modern game has changed a little bit. And the Borough asked a lot of questions of you. Your two wing half back, Shane, or uh, Niall Delaney and Niall Mullins, they tidied up a lot of ball in, that last, in the second half also.
2: Absolutely, I yeah, know. I thought, look, I thought all the lads put in a massive shift. Um, um, the Borough, like you know, obviously they're a top club and they're very well coached and very well organised. And we, we had a lot of trouble getting to, to grips with their kind of possession game and running game. And look, thankfully we found a way to win. It was look, a good went either way at the end. Let's be honest, but we're delighted to be where we are now. But look, it's only a step further.
1: Yeah, goal came at the right time.
2: Goal came at the right time. Yeah, goal came at the right what time. What was your feeling
1: at half time and rewinding a little bit now because at half time we were trailing. I think it was two seven to one eight at the time. Yeah. Wasn't a lot in it. No, no,
2: but we never really got to the tempo of the game at all in the first half. I just we were reacting kind of what they were doing instead of kind of. Trying to push on and do our own thing, but thankfully after half time, I thought it went. I thought it flipped. I thought they were kind of getting the score back after we'd worked the ball well and things like that. So, look on the balance of the game, it could have went either way. But I'm just, as I say, I'm just thrilled to have that hurdle crossed.
1: Okay, James. Well, best of luck in the semi-finals. The draws there, running. Well done today.
2: Thanks very much. Good Cheers. Man, well
1: done. Thanks. Thanks for that. James, congratulations. Semi-final. Uh a workman like performance I'm sure you're happy yeah look very tight in
3: the first half um, you know it was between the two teams really in the second half we knew it up the, the work rate again you know and uh, we kind of closed them out there after five, ten minutes and you know we did our shooting from out the field in a little bit and we you know like the, the scoreboard kept ticking over with points and you know we opened up a huge gap then. so that was the, you know that was the end result.ing You know,
1: yeah. You got your tactics right as well. Everything worked out well.
3: It did, yeah. Well, I tell you, like we had to kind of switch plans there a little bit during the first half. Um, but like I have a very versatile team that can, you know, we can play a couple of different ways. So that's the beauty of them as well. You know, like we have we have a plan A always going out, but we can p- switch to plan B very quickly. Like you know,
1: yeah. I said to Ian Callan we... last week, you replayed straight away with an opposition score but you replayed immediately after half time today. You got three unanswered points, and it set you up really for a, a great second half. It did, yeah. Looking fast,
3: look, the guys are drilled, you know. That's Drilled into me, and that's even before my time. Now I'll be honest with you, but uh, you know we always work on it that if a team gets a goal or a point straight away, on the attack detecting. You know, don't don't give them time to settle. Don't give them time to you know always set you know to, to to lap in the luxury of it. You know, so in honest to the boys, you know they replied like 27 points there today is 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 good shooting for you know always for a quarter final. So I'm more than happy today
1: fortnight to prepare no gems so it's a nice bit of time and I don't think if any injuries picked up today everyone's clean bill of health
3: yeah no no we came out today I know perfect like we had we had four or five injuries coming into today and I'd be hoping now at least three or four of those lads will be back for two weeks time so you know it's great now to get to two weeks to kind of settle down again bring them back down to earth again get some good solid training into them and have them ready in for two weeks time
1: okay, well listen well done today we look forward to seeing you in a fortnight's nice time thanks a million right, James, thanks, 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 thanks a million, million. Evan, well done. Uh, into another semi-final. The draw has just been made. It's James Stevens for the Shamrocks. but a great win today.
4: Yeah, uh, really happy with the result today. Uh, especially what we conceded, you know. The last set uh, what was it? 2.20 or something we conceded against Valley Cannon. And to be honest, the six backs, we were... We weren't happy with that at all. So that was a big thing today that's cutting down on what we conceded. And uh, we knew from the last day we played at bridge it wasn't going to be easy, you know. They have some uh, top-quality forwards there. So the main thing was just sticking as hard as we could to our men and just fight for every wall. And that's what we did, and it showed in the end.
1: Uh, as I said the draws made there was James Stevens. And I suppose they'll be looking at saying well we got the All-Ireland champions Hill, but should be an intriguing battle as well
4: yeah look uh, same against la- last year and uh, that was an enthralling battle as well so um, yeah I'm looking forward to it now
1: ok well well done how, I asked the lads earlier on from the borough and James Stevens. how difficult was it to hurl in the sun because it's a brilliant day for hurling but must yeah. it difficult enough
4: yeah no I was I was kind of I was happy enough to see it go away. at half time there, and it came back, and it caused a bit of bother to me. But um, yeah, it is difficult, especially this same year. It's it's very low in the sky, so especially a couple of balls forged in there. I uh, I lost I lost track of a few. Okay,
1: well, you normally pitch in with two or three points as well. You didn't get any today, but I'm sure you'll belt in a few before this is over. Ah uh, yeah, it's, uh,
4: di- different day, different jobs. So uh, yeah, yeah. Well,
1: well well played. You had a great game. Well done, Evan. and Well done Thanks to the team. Much, Thanks man. very go much, on, Evan. Thank you.
0: We had two live games on at the weekend in the Carlos Senior Football Championship. Here's some of the post-match reaction from the managers. Pat,
1: another win. Um, you were very happy last week and you won tonight. You obviously have to be happy, but are you as happy as you were last week?
5: Ah, look, at you know, a win is a win. Uh, we, 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 we set out the stall and uh, we've achieved now what we set out. And, uh there's a pint or two or three, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Is the outcome, you know?
1: You got goals tonight as well,
5: yeah. We got goals tonight, there. I suppose we were fortunate with the penalty, but you know, Brian took it very well. And um, I have to say, Jake uh, took his opportunity exceptionally well, you know. Yeah,
1: uh, you'll probably be disappointed with the wides. I tallied 17. I don't know what you have, but I think it's 18. In the road, it's 18 yeah. yeah, I got one down. We're, but go- anyway. <laughs> we're going well. <laughs> well, but it proves you got a lot of chances,
5: yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, they're, they're all things that you can work on, you know, and um, I suppose. At the end of the day, you know, uh, it's so important to have the right attitude. If you start off with the wrong attitude, it's very hard to reverse along the way, you know. So
1: It was a kind of a game where the referee was happy to let a few things go on. a little bit of niggle crept into it. But in fairness, no one overly lost discipline or that they lost the man early on. What did you make of that, of that situation? Ah, look,
5: you know, sometimes it's a, it's, it's a knee-jerk, you know, and unfortunately, yeah. like, the, the outcome is the outcome, you yeah. know. But like, in fairness to the referee, like you know, it's
1: not easy.
5: It's not easy out there, and run and run let's be area. fair, like you know, you're playing under the lights teams, here, come on, for the you know, hand to, hand and hand. sometimes you can see things and sometimes you can. But yeah. as far as as far as we're concerned, referee done a very good job in the game. He let it flow. Let's be honest. Like, sometimes we're given out because it's too soft.
1: Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, you're a boxing man too. <laughs> and you and just have to leave. And it. a good one. <laughs> we
5: have to leave it out there, you know. Yeah. But no, in fairness, like you know, I thought both teams, like um,
1: they went for it, didn't they? They did,
5: and I have to say, like Rowan really, really came here with a great attitude, you know.
1: Yeah. And it showed. Yeah.
5: It showed, like,
1: and one unlucky because Robbie kept you in it before half time with three great saves. Absolutely, and. Uh, Let's not forget that. Yeah. Let's not forget but that. You hit the know? crossbar yourself, and they hit the post. Absolutely, the
5: yeah. There was everything in this thing tonight, yeah. like, and that was exactly what we expected. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And uh, fair play, the band—they brought their A game. It is. Well,
1: mission accomplished. Now you've got the win, and, and you're where you want to be. Just you say yourself. Yeah.
5: We go back to we go back training now um, Monday night, and um, we'll have a little diff- a different little plan, I suppose. You know, going well, forward, and it's all about just inching forward, and you know, you you'll address some of our. Yeah, uh, I would just say failings here tonight. You know, things that we need to improve on, and uh, we just keep doing that. Like, and that's all we can do. You know.
1: Okay. Well, if we look forward to the next day. Before I do, let you go. Lee O'Neill passes on your his uh, hellos to you last week. You heard the interview, and he mentioned Darren and Kieran O'Neill, Scalacci in Dublin. They're all hearing you. You're becoming a bit of a celebrity in Radville and I'll Tell Carlo. you one thing, <laughs> you're,
5: you're keeping great company.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well done tonight. Good man.
5: Pat. Thanks very much.
1: Rory, you were competitive there tonight, OK, you didn't get as many scores as you would have liked, but you got some umpteen chances. Robbie and Lee kept them in it before half-time, and you hit the post, and you did this, did that, and the other, and then you were reduced to 14 men. That didn't help. Sum it up for us.
6: Yeah, look, we're, we're obviously disappointed because we had lost say today and the last day but like you said with two good goal chances in the first half uh, Ben Dorgan made a great run he got a ball nearly under the stand here the far side of the stand went the whole way through one on one missed it Darren Lunny missed it when you're playing against teams like Ratfilly you need to be taking those chances and we didn't but as you say we we'd loads of chances didn't take them similar to the last day but overall we were kind of happy enough with the performance on the basis that we had 14 men for, for 45 minutes say. Yeah,
1: You played a nice brand of football at times you were competitive and as I said the sending off didn't help in the end
6: yeah the sending off definitely didn't help us it came at um, a bad time it came at a bad time yeah especially just in the first half obviously if you want lad to lads send off you want it to be, to be uh, towards the end we kind of handed because we had a man send off we handed Raffaele the extra man so they were able to double up on our full forward line which they didn't do in the first half and as you say we do like to play a nice brand of football if we were playing against their rogue tomorrow we'd honestly play the same way yeah. we like to attack because we do have good forwards um, as it was just maybe a few balls in didn't help us but look like you said if you get your chances you have to take them we didn't take them, we tried to play football and look, Brad were the better team and fair play to them. It's no coincidence to have 3 out of 3 at a treat good site.
1: Okay, Rory, thanks for having the word. Best of luck the next day.
6: Thanks very much. Thanks,
1: good man. Yep. Good to see you. Rory, uh, commiserations on the defeat, but uh, there's still a chance. You have one match left and a, a win will probably put you in the quarter finals.
7: Yeah, look, we knew it's coming here tonight that uh, didn't matter what happened here tonight, we still needed to win next week. Uh, big game next week. Uh, to be fair, the lads gave everything they had tonight, and uh, probably just left ourselves too much to do. In the end, uh, you know, giving Bagstown a six, six point lead, trying to turn that around is just probably just too much for us.
1: Yeah, didn't get enough scores in the first half as suppose. You said that to the lads at half time I'm
7: sure. Uh, yeah, and look, we probably were just like, we found it hard to transition from our defence into our attack there for for long stages in the first half. Bagsome uh, were putting us under a lot of pressure, but. Uh, Sure, look, we just have to sort ourselves down and go again next week.
1: Yeah, And as people neutrals would say, it's a game that won't do you any harm because it was a fast-flowing game, it was competitive. The final quarter was a ding-dong battle, to be fair, and you could have dug it out in the end. You had a goal chance, uh, you got a free in there at the end, the ball went in around the house, it hit the post, it came back out. And if you were two points down, if you'd have got it, you would have won the
7: match, so small margins. Ah, uh, yeah, look, we had probably just two goal chances, maybe. One, Willie, probably could have square, squared the ball to Shea, uh, and one came off the post, he said. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, sure. Um probably the match will do us no good. The big problem we have is like we've got Lads were, lads have hurled for eight weeks in a row, and we've three weeks in a row in football now. And we've trained, dust ourselves down, and go again next week. And he said next week is a do or die for us. So uh, you know we'll see how the bodies are this week. We've picked up a couple of injuries there. Uh, I think Stephen, our goalkeeper, yeah, a broken, I was just good. Ask,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah
7: How was he? He's a, it looks like he's got a broken nose there, and uh, John Rain has got a deep cut over his eye. So uh, you know we're, we're getting some lads back into the field, and other lads are going. So. But look, that's just that's just the nature of it. And uh, you had sure the veteran James Clark to call, and when Stephen went off, ah, yeah, and look. You know james is 40 you now 44 whatever he is uh very very good goalkeeper so we have no problems you know steve has been doing really well all year for us and uh, james came in and, and did a very good job for us but uh that's what what our panel is for we're trying to to build our build our panel we've got a lot of young guys out there got as you say, got a lot more experience again tonight uh you know it's rough and tumble in championship you can play as many challenge matches or league matches as you want but just here in championship is where they're going to get the experience and you know we just got to try and persevere now and let's hope we can get the result next week
1: okay very we look forward to that and we look forward to seeing you next week and the very best of luck cheers thanks Brendan good man thanks yeah be Ken Hickey, I suppose uh, 2 over 2 weren't bad, yeah. but uh, you don't do things easy. You could, probably should have been out of sight. or so Lockland came back into, but a great game to watch.
8: Yeah, we, we played okay. We we had loads of chances. We didn't take them tonight. a um, Bit disappointed with that. But last year we played two games and were, we lost by a point and lost by two points. So this year we've got the, the opposite and it's much easier to qu- or keep going to the championship when we're doing that. You know.
1: Yeah, so. well drilled team, Ken, because you move the ball very well. And Brian Kelly said on commentary that you don't hang around when you get no. a free. It's taken very quickly. And you know you move the ball very well.
8: Bit too quickly for me at times, but <laughs> well, in fairness, no, no. Look, we have a lot of young lads. We're not going to, we're not going to be able to compete with the big lads standing around and hitting them. So yeah. we're going to have to move the ball quickly. They like, can. Like I said, if we can put away more of the scores, I think that's that's the the drill for the week is scoring practice and hopefully, like, because I think we dominated the game for long periods of the game, but we just didn't score enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. So.
1: Keelan got a great score, then the dismissal with, with the black card, and it didn't help because they really grew into the game and it was yeah. 14 against 15. But in fairness, you hung on, and I suppose the Bangor supporters supporters were here in huge numbers, tonight would have been very disappointed. And the all people feel we were going to pull this one out of the bag, and they nearly did.
8: Yeah, but look at running local derby as yeah, well, yeah, and yeah. all these lads went to school together, and did they know they? and they know exactly each other. And uh, you know what I mean? They don't want to lose to each other. And we knew all that to come back at Keelan's and black card, like it was a black card. And the reality is, it did put us under pressure. But I, I, I thought, even still, we were well in, we were well in control from once again. We just, near the end, we kind of let it go a little bit, you know.
1: Nice balanced team. And we were just in commentary, it's amazing the transition from the chaps that were minors of two years ago yeah, that have grown and in and settled them, yeah. very well, you know. It's yeah, great to see it. Can't
8: probably, be duped. There's probably five or six of them there yeah. now in that, you know. So, like, and, and sometimes it's not easy. Like the reality in the last two years is we've never played a league match. With the COVID last year And this year we, Because of the county Under 20 situation We had 16 lads in it Or something And and between senior And county under 20 So we couldn't play in the league So most of those lads Have never played a league game With, with the club You know At that at adult level yeah. Yeah. So it's very hard To just go straight Into a championship match And, and be competitive But they are competitive They're good lads and we just keep going with them now and the more of the story Ken is it's
1: two from two beat Rangers last week in difficult conditions but tonight the conditions were ideal for game of football
8: <laughs> we were Couldn't coming be better, over like Lanzarote I it was lovely coming over but look it, it, um, that was a great you're in me. a great position now well sure look I think we, that probably puts us in the quarter final, yeah. and we have two games to go so like we're in we're in good position anyway so we're happy enough Amish though. is happy
1: he wasn't going to do the talking tonight but no better man than you a great pro, proud Bagnellstone man to give us a few words
8: yeah, it was cute Kerry man too yeah, hard, to, hard to get any word of Once he gave you the words That was the end of it You weren't going to get Any more of them you know? Well
1: listen can. Well done well done To the lads tonight Thanks Brendan. Thanks Good
0: very man. much Keeping things all GAA We're going to move on To Colum Begley Who is working with the GPA Talking about the new proposal In line for football Welcome back to Scoreline. Now ahead of this one special congress, the GPA has given its backing to proposal B, the summer league championship format, which says it will ignite the Gaelic football championship. Joining me now on the line is uh, player engagement manager with the GPA and former AFL player and of course Leash footballer, Colin Begley. Colin, thanks very much for taking the time, sir. No
9: problem, Shane.
0: We'll be on. Uh, it, it's a fascinating proposal in itself. Um, I, I like. I can. Uh, Give a, a brief assessment of it, but could you actually explain to our listeners what the proposal would actually mean for the inter-county season exactly? Yes,
9: yeah, so if we look at it in the basis, um, say the, the split season of the year, so we have from January to, say, to July. In, in that sense, um, and the competition will have at the start of the year a provincial um, competition as well, played in a group format. So the Leinster and each each province will be broken into two groups, and they play off the provincial competitions in that end, in that end um, at the start of the year. And then in place where the league uh, competition usually is played. And then following that, uh, in the summer months then, the championship is played in a league format. And what what I mean by that is that the four divisions you would see in the league are placed there and and each team will play their seven championship group games. So from that, after the seven games are played, um, positioning in that table then dictates progress from it. So if you imagine, in Division One, the top five teams go through in Division 2 the top three teams go through and Division 3 and 4 the top place teams are involved in the Sam Maguire. and there's a little bit of detail on this and I hope people will probably need to look at it on a video or, or some final slides but the fifth team in Division 1 um, will, will go into the, the, the quarterfinals along with the division the top four Division 1 teams and then the first place in Division 2 also go into the quarterfinals um, that leaves the second place and third place in Division 2 and the third sorry the first place um, in Divisions 3 and 4, and they play off in prelim qualifiers. So it sounds a bit complicated, but what it does is it just allows, I suppose, everyone at the start of the year has a chance to play in Sam Maguire. The remaining teams, then after that chain, the remaining teams um, from 2nd to obviously 8th in both division and 3 and 4 will play in the Talton Cup. Um, and the Talton Cup is also linked to promotion. So until both the Sam Maguire and Talton Cup are finished, Promotion from those divisions isn't finalised until that's done because the winner of the Patent Cup um, can progress up to their the, the division above them as well. So, um, look, it provides seven championship games um, for teams in the summer months. It allows teams to play, in my mind, uh, at their own level starting off, which would probably bring about more competitive games, and and it also will enhance development. Like if you look at the amount of games are playing compared to what we would have done in the qualifier stages or in the old format. It just provides more games for teams, a uh, much better uh, train to game ratio as well. So, and um, and that's the the bare essence of it. I, I know it's probably a lot of detail in that, but again, I think there's a lot of resources online. I think as well at the moment we even have a video we've shared out and you know, off the ball and stuff too. But it is easier when you look at the actual layout of it, maybe some diagrams, and tables. But like I said, it's it's an interesting format. I think it's one to promote and bring life to the game. Um, and I think as well, it's it's fair in the essence that everyone can compete in Sam has an opportunity to beat Sam Maguire starting off of the year.
0: So it's it's a round robin format in spring with the league, linking to the championship in the summer, and then the format of championship would see top five teams from Division One, top three from Division Two, and the winners of three and four advance to an All Ireland series. Then is it?
9: Yeah. Yeah. Per- exactly. Yes.
0: Perfect. Um. Uh, why? Why? Why is it? the GPA feels it's the right time now to seek such a, a serious action to be taken in the restructuring and the reformatting of the Championship. I
10: well, to be fair, change has
9: been called on for a long time In the last while competition structures have been looked at for in the last five even more years. And it's been recognised that there's there's flaws in the system at the moment. And not only from players' point of view, but even from, both the executive and the association themselves. They, they put together a fixed review task force to look at a number of different issues, but one of them was competition structures for football primarily. And they did a lot of work over probably 14 to 18 months, you know, with many key stakeholders from different areas in the GEA. Ourselves were included. Um, and loads of proposals were looked at and, and defined. And they brought forward these two in the end, you know, narrowed it down. And the idea that we need to be in some change to the, the structures because we recognize real estate is probably not fair to all teams. And um, there's an uneven path to different competitions. Like um, I said before, that the game and training ratio for Russell and right wasn't balanced enough we're going to try and give every team opportunity to develop and just for us from the GPA point of view we recognise the wants in players for the change and we see there's a lot of positives in this in this proposal um, our our goal really is trying to provide players the best opportunity to develop themselves and represent their county in, the, in a more positive way and and, and in the long term and even for supporters really if you look at that as well like you know club and county supporters this provides a little bit of ignition to the to the game something new something different um, and and again Everyone has an opportunity to, play, to perform and play in both Sam Maguire uh, and then I provide another tier two competition, Tatum Cup, which again is, is important. And from my point of view, even if, if we if we against Tatum Cup, I'd be very excited to win that national competition and also then hopefully maybe even put forward from promotion first into, into a higher division the year after, which is hugely important.
0: For, for a county like your own Leash that has tasted provincial success this century, of course, the, the famous win in 2003, do, do you worry that? maybe there's a, a kind of robbing the players of a real impotence and chance to create history because maybe they won't take a change provincial championship as seriously as they previously would have done
9: I don't think so from my point of view as a player I, I still have the opportunity to play in provincials. and like if, if I'm being honest I've played in probably lesser finals i played in lesser finals recently today we got beaten well by Dublin but the league final we won in against uh, in, in Division 4 you know Any kind of final you're playing or any chance to play in a competitive final like that is important to us, especially for ourselves East Shore trying to develop a bit more and trying to climb back up to maybe levels of Division 2 and Division 1. But if you have a competition that's played at the start of the year, there's still an onus and importance put on that. And and every team has an opportunity to go and play in that competition. Uh, That's not being taken away. Um, I think it's up to whether it's important to players. And from what we're hearing, back, it is important to players still. But it was a little bit flawed with regards, I suppose, the imbalance in the competition in certain, certain provinces. Obviously, Leinster has been imbalanced the last while with Dublin being very dominant. Um, Ulster, probably the only remaining province who has really strong competitive games throughout all the games. Um, Kerry being very dominant in, in, in Munster. So there's a little bit of imbalance of how many games teams get, first of all, and then how many, obviously the competition level is in it. So I think having them in still in place is important and that will provide a really good competition, especially if there's more games now in the provincial setup the way it's going. But for for me, they'll still put hold some importance at the start of the year. But I think it's a fair option for us to play those and then go into a different format. Will give us more games and be fairly linked to fair linked to the Sam Mobile and then the Talton Cup. Yeah,
0: it's it's really uh, it's an interesting one uh, to say the least. And you're reckoning then that um, a lot of the players do have uh, have given the back into this proposal. Um, I, I've I've had a chat with my friend uh, Robbie off air, and we were kind of talking about. He he was suggesting that you might see. Less and less of the likes of maybe Tipperary or Cavan upsetting big teams like they did in 2020, because players might be playing at, at different levels and uh, the jump up to play the top teams might be a bit too much.
9: I don't know. It's funny enough because you're getting more games, and all you're probably staying are playing in Division Four, and you should be playing in Division Three. Can we upset Division One or Two? But you're rewarding teams that are playing at the best levels. if they have seven games. The better performing team for that year will get rewarded by getting a place hopefully in Sam Mobile or or Talton Cup teams, you know, go forward. So I think like the one off games, I understand the importance and appreciation of that, but you know, if Tipperary were playing their games and had maybe five more championship games and then went up against one of the bigger teams, this could still have done that. You know, I don't I think actually more games will probably bring out a better performance in teams in the long run. Um and that's and then these are championship games. Like I know the league is obviously very important to especially the lower tier teams who are trying to climb up the league um tables. But now they, these games become very, very important like, for all divisions um, because they dictate where you go on what competition you play in. So I know even for the, the bigger teams, that's going to be a very competitive, like Tier One, Division One, it's very competitive games. You know, have seven really top games there, and, and the, the team will perform the, the best on that year and those games will be rewarded. Um, so it's going to be highly competitive, and Division Two even more so because I think if you look at you know, like our goal, even from a Leeds perspective, and I'm sure from Carlo and. Um, like it's always been I suppose championships are very important but for us the league was the first thing we looked at our championship group games what it is. we always look to try and get up to the top two or top one that's always been our goal and that won't change now teams will be aiming for at least the top one in division three and four to try and get to the Sam bar and the same players then we have the top three in division two so um, I think the more games we get at championship level which it will be um, we'll provide lower two teams or teams maybe aren't expected to be the top two teams a better opportunity to develop um, and there is still a chance for them to go up and play the higher division be it in and Cup or in the pre Qualifier as well
0: um, It's all about uh, the, I, when I was reading the, the statement breathing life back into the championship and back into football. And it does seem like a nice breath of fresh air. Tom Parsons was saying it himself. Because like playing in Leinster over the last decade probably seemed a bit like a non-event for a lot of players. We were talking to John Cannella not so long ago, former Westmeath player. He was talking about the, the funding that Dublin get, and that was his uh, want to be put towards Special Congress. But uh, this seems like it's a nice workaround, and it, it gives, as you said, more games, it breathes more life into Gaelic football, and we're obviously getting the backing of the players as well.
9: Yeah, exactly. And I think, again, the idea is to provide more more competitive games at a, at a probably relevant level. Like, You know, there's not, nothing saying that like Division 2 II and 3 can be very close to and of those games. But what you're doing is you're providing games that players can play, can develop, an you know, opportunity to play higher tier well at some stage too. So it's kind of hitting all the balance of it. And I think as well, you know, supporters want to see games that are competitive and more balanced. You know, they don't want to see teams that are being you know, large beings and or large losses in that sense. And this, I think, Mitigates or definitely reduces the chances of that happening in most cases. Um, but I still think it's a, a huge development opportunity for lower tier teams. You know, you're going to play games in the summer months, competitive games, um, can go up to a division and play different teams too, depending on what way you're going and what condition you're in. So I think supporters will really enjoy it. Um, I think there's going to be huge competitive games in all divisions. And yeah, it's going to be difficult for some teams to progress uh, because of how competitive they are. But if you're looking at it from not breathing life into it. Change itself but breathe a bit of life into it. People will be excited to see it. I know players will be. Um, we now have this split season as well, which means it's going to be a really kind of compact nice nice uh, rolling season for players just to get up and going in January and push on for, for the county throughout the process. So um, for me and for my players, we're excited about that. Be able to focus on one of those things first off um, and having more games to play and more competitive games.
0: And if this does come to pass then, are we looking at it for the upcoming championship or is it two, three years down the line?
9: No, from what I believe they're hoping to pull it in. If it goes to the in Special Congress will be brought forward to twenty twenty two, which would be fantastic. I think the, the idea behind this if they're bringing change in, the better to get it in sooner rather than later. I, I imagine they have to put it through a trial phase as well. I hope they would put it into a trial phase. Like these things, you know, when they're brought in should be trials and should be reviewed every year and looked at and, and Kind of the improvements made and all, but I think it's really hugely positive. It's a huge importance for the GA to look at this and go. We've we've asked for change. We've looked for change. We recognise the need for it. You know, um, the players are supportive of it, um, and the managers are supportive of it. While I believe and support with few managers, and I think the overall public are supportive of it because they recognise what it can bring to the game. So if they recognise this, it's hugely important for the Special Congress that they, they put this change in place and bring it forward soon. You know, um, Not waiting two or three years and coming on about it. Like, don't, let's not forget that committee that was put in place which we for us, they spent 18, 14 months putting these things together and bringing them forward. A uh, number of very intelligent people. So, you know, if, if it's not in now, how long would it, would it take to bring in more change? And That's my point of view from a player's perspective. Uh, I don't have many years left in this <laughs> if I am, so... I think um, for many players, they're excited to try and get this in sooner, um, and next year will be a great opportunity to do that. People want to see more games. We've been, I suppose, because of COVID, haven't had as much GA as possible. It brings a fierce amount of passion and excitement to, into society and community. So, three years ago, next year we had this new format. You know, loads more competitive games, exciting. I think it'd be a great, a great move, and fingers crossed it gets the vote in, in special Congress in the twenty third.
0: Well, Colin, thanks very much for taking the time explaining it to us here. It's one of ten motions that is going to be debated at the Special Congress in Crow Park uh, two weeks from today, 23rd of October. So for for your sake and for the people who are backing it, for the GPA, for the players and for the supporters, hopefully it does come come to fruition because it does sound exciting. Change is always exciting. uh, Nothing to be feared. So uh, best of luck. Hopefully we'll be able to have you back on soon with uh, bringing in good news.
9: Fantastic. Uh, thanks, Shane. Thanks for having me on.
0: Column. thanks very much. All the best. Colm Begley, Player Engagement manager with the GPA former AFL player of course and leash footballer uh, that was talking about proposal B. it's basically seeing the provincial competitions move to a round-robin format in the spring with the league linking to the championship in the summer the format then sees the top five teams in division one the top three teams in division two and the winners of division three and four advance to the all-ireland series 083 306 9696. if you want to have your say that's our dinner ready a e-contact line stick around on Scoreline lots more still to come while we're on a GAA theme here's Pat Ryan who is a local coordinator of all referees in Kilkenny
11: well for the last two years Kevin we've had none so we hadn't
0: no referees coming through at all
11: no because of COVID um we we had no courses at all, you know, so we're we're getting up and running again now. So we are.
0: So with it's the pandemic then, now again, with the pandemic, then you're seeing a shortage of referees. Is it? Is that what you're experiencing well, currently?
11: Yeah. Well, in the last two years, we've lost lost a good number of referees. So we have, and um, our numbers are down from the fifty down to the forties. Now we're in the early forties. So we are. So. We're starting to recruit again now. hoping to get in line for next year. You know,
0: and are, are you finding that there's a lot of younger players, maybe getting or younger people, uh, not getting involved in in refereeing? Maybe they're out, they're out playing or something like that. Um, is it the kind of elder statesmen from the GEA game that are getting involved in it, or are you always encouraging younger people to get involved?
11: Well, we're encouraging younger. The younger you get involved, the better for you, because you put your your chances of progressing. Are a lot greater, so they are. You know, if you t- to to progress into the national refereeing, um, if the younger you start, the better it is for you, because the later you start, the less chance you have of progressing. You know, but we we will take anybody, any age group. You know, because um, there's a lot of games, the number of games that go on every year. I'm not sure that quite the number exactly, but. It's in the hundreds of games that go on every year, and it takes a lot of a lot of people to, you know, to referee those or those, You know,
0: and a lot of, say, a lot of coordination as well on your side trying to get people out into different places. You yourself, you're going out to the Old Auckland versus Munnavak game to be uh, a, an umpire. Um, in, in terms of the treatment of referees, and I suppose uh, a lot of people shed light on the lights of the Sunday game where they're constantly talking about it from uh, the national level and stuff like that but would you find many people balking at the idea of it due to maybe the the scrutiny that referees inevitably put themselves under due to uh, uh, refereeing the game?
11: Well, I I refereed myself for 25 years and I had my good days, like any player. You have your good days and your bad days, so you have. But uh, people in general are good now. I, I've met I've, I know someone in every parish in in the county of Kilkenny, you know and I'm friends with him and I, I became friendly with all those people through refereeing so I did so you make a lot more friends than you do enemies if I could push it
0: that way so you would you know <laughs> you definitely make you a few enemies I, as well but there is great fulfilment in having a good game as you said just like be when you're a player oh
11: exactly exactly but if you know, talking about the the bad part of it there is not that bad, so it's not. It, the the odd case where there is a bishop, the referee gets a hassle is always highlighted. But there could have... Tw- the 16 games going on in Kilkenny now this weekend, between Junior, Intermediate and Senior. And, you know, with the help of God, they all have good games, all the referees. And, um, you know, that's there won't be much said to him you know like the junior game at Callan now today there's a controversy at the end over the score but when the referee had it right the scoreboard had it wrong you know so it was
0: <laughs> so uh, lo- lots of different factors at uh, uh, play there uh, you mentioned there and you touched upon it that there's a path to the elite of the game for referees isn't there so they can be involved oh, in the likes of all Ireland semi-finals and finals eventually
11: oh, oh there is Kevin yeah when, when you start refereeing you, you do your course as a, four modules to the course. First two are online, then the third one is in-house, and the fourth one is back online. And you're brought to Crow Park then for a day out. You meet the president. You're giving your gear, everything, the whole lot. So you are a uh, big day in Crow Park for for everybody, so there is. And then, then um, you're sent out refereeing underage games. And we, we'll monitor you while you're refereeing those under-age games. And and we get a load of feedback from clubs as well, saying that referee was a good referee that you sent to us last week, that new chap or whatever, you know. And then the, you progress on to the Leinster Academy, uh, and we're expected, each county is expected to produce two referees, at least two, each year for the Academy, so they are. And from there then you you progress on to refereeing uh, county games and all that in Leinster and from there then on to national level. So it takes about seven, eight years to get to that level, so it does, you know.
0: And and how do people begin that journey then? how do At the start, uh, they're making the decision they want to get involved in refereeing, they want to go on that journey of eight years to, to get to that elite national level. Where do they begin? How do they get in touch? Who do they get in touch with?
11: They contact me that is at 087-28-44-349. Send me a text with your name and number and your club, and I will contact you then and have a chat with you, fill you, fill you in and all the bits. You know, answer any questions you have. So I will, and from there on we we will um, progress you. You know, we will help you with your courses and that. You know, along along the line, and we'll start you off then. Willie Dempsey takes over then appointing referees for underage games and we will be there to help you any whenever you want help along the way. And that you're in that underage level for about two years and you progress then on to do junior intermediate and senior into Kenny. You know, of the last eight referees the last eight that we uh done the course two years ago, one one of them to to has progressed on to the Leinster Academy, so he has, which is great, you know, I think so it is. And from the previous year, we have another one. So, you know, I, I, I don't mind mentioning John Dooley of Feshers and Owen Bean at Johnstown. Them two have progressed on to the Academy and they will progress on from there, so they will. Leinster take them over, so to do, and look after them from there, bring them up the, on a it, It's a fair commitment, John, Kevin, now, if you're to to go all that way, because you have to be fairly fairly fish. Your knowledge of the rules has to be 100%, so it has, you know, and it's time-consuming if you want to progress to it, national level, so it is.
0: Um, when you're kind of talking about monitoring uh, people and uh, helping people along, in terms of at the elite level, there has been some talk of it in recent times, uh, the video assistance for referees in intercounty Hurling and in football, would that be something that you're in favour of?
11: Um, well, I, I, I've never really touched with that much to tell you the truth. Um, the video on it is you, referees at that level are brought together every after every round of the championship, on the Monday or Tuesday night, they're brought together and the coordinators up in Crow Park analyze their game with them to, on the video and go through all the mistakes they made and all that, you know, so to do so. You know, I'd be in favour from that point of view, you know, so I would. But the boys on television analysing them, a lot of them don't know the rules, so they don't. And I question them myself sometimes when they, they say something about a decision, a referee, and nine times out of ten, the referee would have got it right but their interpretation of the rule might be different than
0: the referees, you know. Yeah, well, there was something that was brought up on the Clash Act podcast. We were interviewing a few referees on that, and it, it was a, a topic saying, well, when was the last time that you've actually looked at the rules and looked at the handbook? like um, right, We talked to Brian Gavin, he's an All-Ireland referee there recently. Uh, he said the same thing. So, uh, David Goff in the, on the football side of things. Yeah. Um, well, look, I know you have a game to prepare for today. Um, I would ask you for a prediction, but because you're uh, in umpires, I, would, I, 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 I won't put you under that much scrutiny. But thanks very much, Pat, for taking the time to talk to me.
11: Thanks, Kevin. And I, anybody that's interested, Kevin, if they would contact their club mentor, the chairman and secretary of the club, and then put me in touch with me or through Nolan Park, and I'd be delighted to hear from some, some of them. Especially... Chaps that are get injured and to no fault to all can't continue referee or hurling, they might consider refereeing. You know.
0: Now we move on to soccer, where we have a double header. First up is Brian O'Reilly from the Carlow District League, and that's followed by Aim Clear from the Kilkenny Floodlight League.
12: Quarter final and doing so after 120 minutes and a penalty shootout, and then Cretty New Woke, and Slaney all winning away from home to set up what should be two very good semi finals.
0: And uh, just to let people know, when are these matches then going to be scheduled to play?
12: Yeah, that hasn't been the same. I suppose. We're caught a little bit in the predicament with the LFA and the FAI Cup and the fact. Keep going every second week as long as you keep winning. So we're we're going to say some. Remember, we ideally want to get this competition completed by Christmas, but it's going to depend on how far both Parfum and Crediares, who are still competitions how they go in those before we can get a Sunday where they're all available to play. So we're probably the 15th of November 22nd of November 29th of November uh, sometime around England I know the LF is at 7th of November uh, the next round of the FAI is that so we'll, we'll wait and see the semi-finals will be played before Christmas and hopefully a final too
0: Fantastic. So, just to let people know how this is going to work, all the teams have numbers designated to them. Uh, I am going to be the one that has been designated to be able to pick uh, the numbers out of this nice fancy hat that I have here. So, just if do you want to let people know who's associated yeah, with so what Critty number. Yeah.
12: Credit Yard are number one. I don't need an alphabetical order, Shane, so there could be no arguments. Credit Yard are, and New Walker are number two, Parkful are number three, and Stanley Roberts are number four, Tron will play at home
0: in the semi-final so the the first first round playing at home so are you ready and uh, we'll we'll get this going we'll figure out who's going to be placing who in the KCL or Carlos Shield semi-finals so the first number out first, of the hat is number four
12: number four is Slaney Rovers and I'll go so we'll back in, at home in lovely new pitch.
0: and I'll go back in now and I'll do a little shake around and that is Number three.
12: Number three is Parkville United.
0: Parkville United. And then this so is a, a foregone yeah. conclusion that Cretty Ireland New Oak. News, but
12: it's going to be very important for Cretty in New Oak, I suppose, who gets home at Matty. So be very careful which, which number you pull out next. <laughs> you're going to have to make some people very happy and some people very unhappy here.
0: Is it number one or is it number two? Eyes are closed. And this, I have one in my hand, and it is number one. Number one is Crettyard United, and just to make sure
12: then, Shane, that the draw was done correctly and properly, draw the last team, which should be number two, New Oak Boys. Number two. <laughs> New Oak Boys. So, just to confirm then, the KCLR Shield semi-finals uh, will be Slaney Rovers versus Parkville United, and Yard versus New Oak, with Slaney Rovers and Yard having home advantage, and ties to be played some weekend towards the middle end of November.
0: Oh fantastic So it's an exciting sign New Oak Boys Versus Cretty Yard a Massive game as a, a, a Hotly contested As as you were saying there It's a big thing Who's getting a and, and a voltage. local
12: derby Then and A local derby Between the, 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 the radville based Linear overs And the Tolo based Park United On the other side
0: Which should be in Game 2 Unreal um, Just before we go um, This is also Going to be applicable In the Ladies football In the yes. In Carlo.
12: Yes he Shane, some some breaking news for yourselves, you would be delighted to know that the, the ladies that decided at the formation meeting last weekend that they wanted to start their season with a shield and we're delighted to officially announce today, officially, that Scoreline.ie will be the sponsor of our inaugural and new Ladies Shield, uh, which will commence on Sunday the 21st of October and we're delighted to have Scoreline as our sponsors uh, and we'll be doing the draw for that. Uh, hopefully, uh, a league management meeting on Monday, the 18th of October, just for the group stages. And then, once we have the group stages completed, hopefully, we can do the draw for the knockout stages. Something similar um, on scoreline, of course, as in fact the scoreline are the sponsors, and it would be great to have the publicity.
0: Yeah, I, I like those guys over at Scoreline. They know what they're doing. <laughs> um, in, in terms of uh, games that are coming up, that's very exciting. I'm looking forward to having you back in the studio. Games that are coming up. Uh, you mentioned uh, Leinster competitions. We do have uh, Kilkenny and Carlow going head-to-head in the form of Fort Rangers going up against Crettyard. You have Fort Barrington FC against Mullingar. New Oak boys against Leakslip. St. Patrick's boy, two going up against Edenderry Town. Kaleshian versus St. Moctis. And Wicklow Town going up against the Carlow side. Kill, Reece, Celtic. Uh, then a load of Premier Division games. Division uh, 1 games Division 2 There's loads going on In the Carlo League This weekend
12: There is And the following weekend As well Shane We have a big Some big local Carlo Kenny On the Sunday The 17th of October Sunday week We have Highview Athletic Who defeated Collection in the last round Home to Parkville United In Greg Namana. And then we have The big tie I suppose the eye-catching one for everybody On Sunday week In the FBI was Evergreen In New York. Yeah We're going to have Some local rivalries Coming up in the next Couple of weeks It is, the
13: atmosphere but it, it really is different. Even on wet, windy night it's nice. The, the floodlights like there is some ambience about that, you know. But but what But going back to what you were saying there about uh, you know, young people playing now and that you know, you played yourself a bit. I thought we, we kinda of started uh, when we started twenty one years ago there was a night um, a league called the Nighthouse going. That was we are actually still people call us the Nighthouse, but we're not gonna get any floodlit league as you know. <laughs> But when the night house was going it was kinda of slipping a bit and we could see this happening and we we kinda of said we'd maybe do, you know, we'll do it in kenny bike kenny, far far-ky-kenny. And that's what we have been doing for since we started really, you know. So it it started to kind of I suppose with with um, older guys, you know, a social outlet. That was the idea behind the night house as well. But then as the years go on, younger lads, you know, the sun the there the, the weeknight soccer suits them better than a Sunday because of family commitments or work commitments or whatever, you know. So it's all
0: good. Yeah, it, 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 it's very, it, like I, I see a photo there now with Jackie Tyrrell playing, it, uh, he's with Glendine FC. Um, it, it, there's a load of teams that are available. You're talking about things slipping away. It could have slipped away during the pandemic, but you were able to get it back up in, in the summer. So there's a massive appetite out there for it. Oh, there is. There always
13: has been, thankfully, you know. But, yeah, we did. We ran a summer tournament, which kind of. You know, the, the teams were only mad to play. Like everybody, every everybody was mad to get up, doing something whether it was running or jogging or playing handball or soccer, basketball, or whatever. They just wanted to get up and play. And thankfully, we're we're back to um, you know full full season now, ready to kick off a full season on Monday.
0: And is it every Monday night then that all the games are are, are going ahead, or will no, you be well, having Mond- Mondays?
13: Monday's our main night, and then we play uh, Tuesday and Wednesday nights as well. So it's Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday. We don't go any other play any other nights apart from that. We did in the past, we you know, if, if games were were cancelled because of uh, and for for different reasons we would have a game rescheduled them for that Saturday because we wanted to keep the, the 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 league going, you know, we didn't we we didn't want to be putting the games back to the end of the season. But thankfully, we didn't. We're we're okay in that regard, and we're okay. You know, but that's one thing about the the all weather pitch is that it's rarely you have a cancellation. You know, snow, I think, or or a bad fog would be the only thing that would would cause us to uh, to call off games. Now, you
0: know. Yeah, well, and what way then does it work with the the Kilkenny and District League? Then um, I know that you have a good relationship, say, with the with the likes of Tom Mullins. There, um, we've chatted to him many times. But players can't play. In, in in the floodlight league and also in the district league, is that correct? That's correct.
13: Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah those you know the nature of our league is strictly four guys that don't the uh, league soccer, whether it be in the Kilkenny and District League or, or Waterford or Card or any any league in the country. <coughs> if you play in those leagues, you can't play in ours. But you can transfer. You know, if there was there was guys playing with with teams in the Kilkenny and District League and. Uh, for whatever reason, they decided they went to maybe they weren't getting games or didn't suit them on Sundays or whatever. If they can transfer at any stage over to a team in you know, and we have, so we have an official transfer system going with the K N D L as regards that.
0: And uh, the the game in itself, then, if you're transferring over from grass over to um to an all weather pitch, it, is a, a a tad bit different in that it's it's sixty minutes in duration. You get two minutes a halftime break, so it's non-stop like kind of action really.
13: Oh, it is, yeah. Once, that, once that stop non-stop. The, the game, that's you know, it's intense stuff from start to finish. And you know, and, uh, yeah, it is. The train um get as much as they can into that one hour, you know. Or, for from as said, a couple of minutes break in, in, in the middle,
0: you know. And and it's full eleven on eleven, like you, with with yellow cards. I see that there you get a sim bin, but uh, other than that, then it's a, it's just football.
13: Exactly, yeah, sin bin, you, 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 sin bin for five minutes, and, and and um two yellow cards. Of course, then you get a red, card, or you get the red, and you're suspended automatically for the next game, or depending on on the seriousness of the offence, of course. But most most <coughs> uh, most offenders are. Or giving us, an referee or whatever, you know, because of the, excuse me, because of the nature of of the all weather game, you know, tackling, we don't, you're not allowed to tackle, the slight tackles, are not allowed, and that kind of thing. So, so you know, you don't have that many injuries. Now, I'm saying that we did over the years, we did have a couple of serious ones, but thankfully, that 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 hadn't happened for a good few years
0: and in terms of the actual teams that are are involved in it I know that you're always accepting new teams that are coming in you have two different divisions a lot of bars that are involved uh, a lot of different businesses that are involved or maybe sponsoring the the team that's playing but in in terms I know that you're just after closing the the applications for the new season but there is always time to get a team together to prepare for the next season
13: well even for this season uh, the next couple of weeks we'll be running off uh, cup competition but we we're not going to start the league proper until the Bank Holiday weekend, the the the, the, Monday, the Tuesday night after the Bank Holiday, the twenty sixth. So if anybody wants to enter the league, there's still time for that. But as regards as the cup, we've we've drawn that, and that's beginning next week.
0: You know? I'll have to get on so to someone in KCLR. Set up an old KCLR scoreline uh, floodlight team. That'd be that that'd be one for the job. Now I'm i I'm a manager in the KDL. So does that does that make me applicable to to actually play in the night out? Oh yeah, you can play
13: away. <laughs> no, no, and you're welcome. All welcome, fan.
0: Uh, what team were you with? Hey, uh, Castle Warren Celtic. Oh yes, yes, of
13: course. Yeah, I know that. I knew that, I, I asked you that question.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we're 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 out tomorrow at eleven o'clock early morning. Maybe the night times will suit you better. But uh, people can go along and watch the games as well. you're kicking off all on Monday night with the cup competitions. Is it an all divisional club? Yeah,
13: it is. Yeah, all division, and and then the, the the first round losers go into the shield, and we've then then you know we've we normally start the, the the season with the cup game. It just gives teams a uh, a chance to see where they are and 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 uh, you know it's, it works well that way. And we, as I said, then the the league a couple of weeks after that, and we'll be going till suppose, the end of April. We normally run it from September to April, but this year we kind of left because we had a summer tournament we decided we'd, we'd uh, defer
0: the kick off until now, you know. Well, uh, Amy, we'll keep everyone up to date on scoreline.ie of uh, results and stuff like that. But the website itself, kffl.ie, uh, is all constantly updated uh, with information. It uh, tells you the rules okay. of the game as well. It tells you when the fixtures are happening. So it's a place to be if you want to be a fan of the Kenny Floodlight League. Exactly,
13: and and if anybody wants to enter, if there are any teams out there that still want to enter the league, they can call me on 087-958-2127 at any time in the next couple of days, and and, uh, we'll we'll be okay, we'll facilitate that.
0: After an 18-month wait, Marble City Hawks took to the court on Sunday. Here they are before the game.
14: Oh, we're absolutely buzzing for it. It's just—it's been a long time coming. There's been a lot of delays, and being an indoor sport, it's been hard to kind of get back in training. But like, it's—it's it's great that it's finally coming up on us now. Yeah, and
0: Anya, uh, last year, like every everybody went through uh, like a, a huge kind of change, and all sports kind of had it. Yeah. But obviously, on-field sports got to come back yeah. uh, a lot sooner than ye than ye did. How? like the 18 month break it that isn't an exaggeration it's 18 month break from training everything
15: from everything we were brought back last year in around this time again we got very short notice to get into the gym for maybe 3 weeks um, they were going to start the league, going to start the league, and then it was just completely pulled, and we were just told, out of the gyms, it was just shut completely. So up until that point, even the year before, we had had a couple of final games to play off, and it shut, it, like, w- without the last two games, everything was just shut. The season the season went completely by, and so we've been stopped since, that would have been March, two years ago, basically. So yeah, as you said, it's, it's the 18, full
0: 18 months since we've been in there. And when did you get then, uh, Fiona, the call? that it was coming back you know
14: we had um, they were always telling us we'll have six weeks uh preseason. so exactly six weeks ago we were told <laughs> you're allowed to go back into the gym now and
15: you're going to be playing a match in six weeks time so better be ready
0: yeah so uh, like did you get to have
15: any training games or anything like that um, we've had one we've had one we just had one this week because up until we were given dates where we could do things up until if that makes sense so it was the last week in September was the first time we were going to be allowed a challenge match and up until that point it was just training in the gym up to that point so everything has just been take it as it comes and <laughs> just kind of go with it as much as you can. So
0: And, and competing in the National League would you have been considered a league then? Um, um, you, we should have been. Super yeah. League and
15: National League would have been elite sports and that was the big I suppose dispute that happened last year with indoor sports. Uh, GAA went ahead and county county leagues went ahead soccer along the lines whereas we should have been counted counted as that as elite sports but it was just taken because we were indoor
0: we completely came under a different bracket apparently and it just closed everything yeah so it must have been incredibly frustrating as well so like how did the team cope because it is a team sport are you all egging each other on you're all doing zoom classes and keeping fit and going on your stravas and doing out runs and stuff you can't really get your figure eights going or anything like that no that's for sure um we definitely did a good bit of fitness at
15: the start you see we were in such limbo last year we were trying to keep the fitness and trying to keep the fitness and then it was just completely gone so trying to maintain that as a team can only sustain for so long without boredom and kind of frustration
0: people aren't machines no 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 there has to be the rest that's why they have off seasons yeah
15: exactly so we stepped away from it and then I suppose when we kind of thought it was going to there was a possibility of it coming ahead this year we got back on track and started the groups going again and little bits and pieces ahead of the pre-season but it was all individual and away from everything so we are kind of doing our own personal fitness and then six weeks in hell for leather yeah
0: (laughs) and they, they speaking of the super league and now the the national league you, you've kind of gone now from the super league uh have would that be kind of coming back into the national league because you kind of have to reset after such a long break i imagine then there's a lot of different uh, new recruits people have left um so it, it's a real chance to kind of start progressing again
15: Yeah, for sure. Um, We've had a couple of retirements this year. Some of our key players have have stepped back. Um, And again, that 18-month break probably didn't help. There was people who were going to hold on for one more year. And unfortunately, that year just never happened. Um, We've had, on the other side though, we have a couple of girls who were 16 and 17 hoping to come into the team that are now 18 and 19 and give them a little chance to kind of mature. Um, Definitely from Super League going down, we just wouldn't have been able to compete. We're playing against a lot of teams that have access to college and grants and bringing in two Americans. As us, as a small club, we can't afford that so we we have our one american which is katie fox who's been with us for six years and she's kind of irish now at this point but just kind of competing against that the national league seemed like the wiser choice with the few of us that were still there and getting older and then the few younger girls give them a chance to come on so hopefully that'll do the job
0: and can you just have a, a, a great history i was just looking up there i i, I remember uh, said lucy coogan she was over there representing ireland so would they be part of of, of the this league or are they playing with different different teams
14: they're um um I think uh, the Coogans they herself Lucy and her sister they're now playing with um Carlo which Carlo IT, I think they're now they're still playing in Super League so I think they wanted to kind of keep up with the 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 top levels because yeah. we were trying we took the year to kind of maybe rebuild, rebuild a little bit but yeah it's great like that um the Kilkenny Stars the club that they came from they've been doing great work all the way along kind of um, boosting the sport for for everybody yeah. really and we're now starting to see the effects of it.
0: Well, and when you mentioned bringing over Americans as well, like I, Puff Summers is a name that kind of is synonymous with me with basketball, including Kenny and, the, and his training that he does. Like, they're ingrained in these... They, basketball is like a national sport to them, along oh, yeah. with baseball, along yeah. with football. Um, So having that, someone coming over that has been brought up throughout the ranks, yeah. that's been in the best facilities, I, I believe he's, he, he played 1v1 versus Steph Curry, Puff Summers, <laughs> he was saying to me, so... Um, like, to have, have that, to have the likes of Katie Fox come over, I believe there was a lady called Cassidy that came over as yeah. well, it, it must be, do, do you, you're, when, when you're a trainer, you're always trying to constantly improve, but, like, having that American side of things must be a real kind of big push for you
15: Absolutely, I suppose for us over here GA is so strong and in the county in particular we're in, it's it's such a push especially the camogie and the football side so half of our team are kind of pulled one way or pulled another way but when the Americans come in they are so lean for basketball and it's just their love for the sport and why they've come over and how they want to stay playing it just builds on you and it's their skill level that comes across, it has to bring you up along with them, like you know they're just super players when they come across and They love the sport, so you just... Gain from that every time you you know they hear them talking about it, you're nearly there behind them, kind of jumping in on the bandwagon if that makes sense. But they're excellent and they're excellent ambassadors for the sport, and it's just definitely brought it up in Kilkenny the level since they've come over.
0: Well, and in mainland Europe as well, they have a huge rich uh, history of basketball. Like even if you're a soccer fan, you'll know that Real Madrid, Barcelona Absolutely. have basketball teams. <laughs> yeah. but it's particularly um, Eastern Europe as well. You're going to have a bit of Eastern European uh, influence with the new manager this year. Is That's it?
15: right? Yeah, yeah. Darius uh, Norvillas is in. With us this year, so he is. Um, so he's coming from Lithuania, um, but he's he's lovely. He just again just loves basketball and loves the skills of basketball, and you know. So hopefully that'll just give us a new bit of Leafs of life onto us.
0: And uh, Fiona, you got a boy in the first round of the national cup. Yeah, thank God. Is is, is that welcome? Is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes,
14: yes, it'll give us that extra week off. So when everybody else is playing, we'll have that extra week to maybe just do our own higher training or whatever like that. And I think the last few years we've had the same people in the Cup every single year. We've been playing <laughs> against Father Matthews for the last three or four years. And it's a, it's a refreshing change of pace to be playing against somebody different.
0: Because a lot of people don't realise as well when you're playing in a national league, you're going to have to travel nationally. So yes. there's a huge kind of uh, like massive journeys that you're going to have to make we were chatting off air Gall in December yes yeah, yeah. Are, are you looking forward to that one <laughs>
14: it's going to be great it's going to be the, the Christmas party we might have to make a two day out of it but yeah we have to go to Belfast once or twice as well and uh, Limerick has two teams so like we're kind of all corners of the, the, the country, the, the country yeah. yeah.
0: There seems like there's a, a massive air of change within the the club. You're kind of coming back into the National League. You're starting again. You'll have a new crop of players. You'll have a new manager. Um, It, it seems like things are looking up and and the you know there was a lot of tough results in previous seasons and stuff to get by and just sticking with it and then making that decision must have been quite difficult but it seems like the the squad seems to be coming together and do you have any expectations set or are you just waiting to see what the squad is like going up against other sides to, before you set them
15: I think it's more that we're we're gonna find our feet in the in the first couple of games and see where we stand. Like we're looking at it, we have a few girls who have the experience coming down from Super League, but mm. we have a lot of young girls coming on that are so eager to learn. So we're we're putting ourselves up there that we're going to aim for, say, the top four section again. And then within that we're just gonna keep pushing ourselves and find our feet, see where we are, you know, figure out how we're gonna get on with with Darius, leading us, you know, slightly different to where we would have Julian Akif in before with us, um, and just different styles of coaching as it was. So it's just it's finding our feet first and foremost but we're going to push on we're not in it to just make up the numbers at the same time you know
0: and uh, if people want to actually make up numbers and uh, be in attendance to some of your games I assume now there's a bit more leeway that people can actually come along uh, are you playing over in O'Loughlin's we're in O'Loughlin's but unfortunately we're not
15: open to spectators until after the 22nd again with indoor sports we're slightly on a, uh, a different
14: slightly hamstrung yeah
15: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly we're kind of caught but um, so we're going to uh, put it on online tomorrow
14: yeah we have a Facebook um, one of the girls is going to be doing a Facebook live stream so like if you look at the Marble City Hawks Facebook page. The girls will have the the game there. I know it's only for the first match. Our next next week it'll be a away match. But when we're home again, we'll be open, opening the doors and we'll be just promoting it on all the social media. It's like you're all welcome back, and <laughs> we 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 will just love to be able to have a crowd again. You know, just the atmosphere in all Auckland's. It's a it's a smaller gym. Everything echoes, and it's just an amazing atmosphere when we get a good crew in.
0: Finally, James O'Connor joined us live from Paris, where Dave McClure and Kevin O'Connor were competing in the European Kayak Freestyle Championship.
10: We're here, as you said, in the uh, National Olympic Stadium here in just outside Paris. And uh, the European Freestyle Championships concludes this evening with the uh, finals of the junior men's and women's the C1s uh, and then the senior women, which we have a Clamel native Eva O'Hannah in the final, and the, then the men's final, which we have Kenny Man, David McClure uh, currently sitting at the top of the table. He, David has done very well uh, in his heats and semi finals, and now uh, the top five compete in the final of the freestyle. For anyone who might know what freestyle kayaking is all about, it's, uh, I suppose, it akin to gymnastics sitting in a kayak. Uh, so you're doing tricks, spins, loops, uh, and, and tricks with funny names such as Phonics Monkey and uh, <laughs> uh, McNasty's and things like that. All of them mean something to uh, season freestylers, but to me, they're, they're just impressive to watch.
0: And it must be very impressive as well, uh, considering uh, Kevin, he, he's just a 5th year pupil at St. Kieran's College, so he's, he's competing in his first international in a, a, in a Canadian canoe. Now,
10: well, not quite, Shane, but yes, he is. He's 5th year in St. Kieran's College. Um, he's 16 years old, and uh, he's competing in, in what they call a C1. It, it's similar enough, the boat is similar enough to a standard freestyle kayak, which are short kayaks, right? and uh, quite specifically designed to work in features. But the, the the real difference here is that instead of sitting in the boat, you're kneeling in the boat, right? And instead of using a full two-bladed paddle, you're using a canoe paddle, right? Um, so technically, it's very it's a very difficult boat to roll. It's also a very difficult boat to control because in a kayak, you use your feet an awful lot of control. Um, there is no junior section in sea ones uh, it's so so it's, uh, it's seniors so it's, it's men so he's up against guys you know ten years his senior in, in the sport uh, and it's his first competition um, international competition in freestyle so he's done very well he has come thirteenth in the heats so unfortunately just uh, uh, missed out on qualifying by you know maybe seventy or eighty points uh, but look for his first competition uh, we're delighted with him and he's, he's done very well and all of that is credit to his coach Dave McClure, who coaches him both in, in standard freestyle and in xi events.
0: Uh, like what does it say for the for the club in itself the like Kenny Aqua Canoe Club uh, just having two people representing them over there it's a huge accomplishment to have one but let alone two.
10: Yeah we're very fortunate that you know the the club has for, for many years um helped juniors and started juniors on the on their way to kayaking some of them have um progressed into, you know, slalom and a lot of them are, are racing in you know, racing kayaks which you'll often see um and Thomas paddlers down in Thomastown have a, a fantastic racing structure in place and have great success in Village Descent uh, and other races around. So we're blessed to have a lot of instructors and people down through the years, including Roger McClure, David Stad, who probably started You know, kayaking 50 years ago and has been a stalwart of the club in Kilkenny. So we're very fortunate. And, you know, the benefits of that, the results of that are to be seen here in in Paris. And hopefully, again, the World Championships are going to be held in Nottingham at the end of June next year. So hopefully we'll have an Irish contingent there. Uh, And hopefully both Kevin and David will get another opportunity to represent the country.
0: And David still has an opportunity now. He's after winning win the semi-final yesterday. So what are his chances for the final? Is there, or when is the final? The final
10: is on just after four this afternoon, local time. Um, so his chances are, are, are good, right? But in the top four positions, 50 points separated them, right? Yesterday. Now, 50 points is, you know, one trick or one move, right? So not an awful lot, right? So the final consists of three runs each, right? And it's the best run.
0: So, and he, he'll be going up... A, does he know his competition that he's going up against then? Or? Oh,
10: absolutely, yeah. He's going up against the 2017 World Champion, uh, the French World Champion, or French uh, the French Champion, and I can't remember one or two of the other. So it's a very strong comp- uh, competition he's up against. So... You know, he will need all his skill and expertise, you know, uh, to come out on top of this. But, you know, it's eminently possible. And he's been very consistent all all week. And I believe from talking to him, his training has gone very well in the lead up to the competition here.
0: And and, and Team Ireland in general, how have they uh, fared across the week in Paris? Team Ireland
10: have done very well. we had 18 out of a possible 19 entries across all of the codes. Uh, that we brought over as part of the team here, um, all of them have done very well. Uh, all of them have, se- have exceeded their own personal expectations and team expectations. Uh, as we arrived here, we had um, juniors made it, both junior men and women made it. We had a representative in the semi-finals. We had a representative in the C1 semi-finals. We had two ladies in the, um, the women's semi-final, and then we had obviously David. You know, so it's been a great success. And we believe that we can build on that now for the World Championship.
0: And, and speaking of building on it, having two people from Kilkenny uh, representing Team Ireland over in Paris, it, it obviously grabs a lot of people's attention. Um, there is a massive opportunity to grow the sport when you have uh, the, the, these two people over there doing that. Uh, if people are interested, can, is it just as simple as uh, giving them a shout on social media, Kilkenny Aqua Canoe Club, or you said Thomastown Paddlers, and just to see the, the availability?
10: Yeah, absolutely. The best way to start into this is to start to learn to kayak through uh, your local club. In this case, it's uh, Thomastown Paddlers or Kenny Aqua Canoe Club. Then as people progress through their skills, David is is central uh, as a coach to a club called Southeast Freestyle, which is specifically for freestyle, predominantly in the Southeast, but we have people who travel from all over Ireland to get coached by David. Uh, And that group operates largely out of Kilkenny, um, Through uh, myself and and a couple of other parents are involved in in helping that uh, run smoothly. But during the summer, because of the features required in freestyle are very specific, and we don't have many uh, in Ireland, so during the summer we train uh, uh, down in Clamel. This is a feature that works. It's not great, but it works. And then in the winter we have to train in June. There's a feature in June, and it runs... Only during the winter or during the summer, there's not enough water. We are hoping that if we ever get a white water centre, they'll put a feature in for us. And after that, we travel to train. Not unusual for us to travel to to uh, Nottingham, where they there's a uh, their national white water centre is there, and and they have features in, built in that white water course for us.
0: That's our lot. You can catch us live every Saturday and Sunday on KCLR from 2 to 6. Until then, stay safe, stay sane.